Need a new set of optics? For more than a decade, Riton Optics has been providing optic solutions for hunters and shooters of all types and disciplines. Check out their Primal line for those products geared more towards us hunters. From binoculars and spotting scopes to your basic 3-9 to nine scopes and longer range crossover models, the Primal line from Riton was made for hunters. Learn more at RitonOptics.com. That's Riton, R-I-T-O-N, Optics.com. On today's episode, we talk about the rut the whole time. Howdy and welcome to the Where to Hunt podcast, the podcast that connects public land hunting enthusiasts. Today is November 5th, 2019. I'm your host, Eric Clark. Thanks for uh, tuning in. Before we get into our show for the day, call out to our sponsors in this order, Backwoods Grind, our title sponsor, backwoodsgrind.com, entering code W2H podcast for 10% off. If you go to backwoodsgrind.com, you will notice that their website smells like the best coffee in the world. This is not a joke. I'm dead serious. You have to go to their website to figure this out. I don't know what type of HTML or CSS or PHP type of coding these guys know, but they have coded in C-O-F-F-E-E into their code structure to bring you the aroma of their amazing coffee. So when you order their coffee, they give you the option to select how you're going to brew it. Are you going to brew it in a drip? Are you going to brew it in a French press? How are you going to brew their coffee? Well, when you select it, when you order their coffee, they're going to grind it up into the particular type of uh, grinding that's going to make sense for your brewing process. So find the uh, blend that you like best by ordering a sampler pack. And if you enter in the code... Um, W2H podcast, you're going to save 10% off and you can try some of their blends to see what you like best. I like the camp house. I like the fireside and I like the high noon. I think I like the camp house the best. Anyway, give those guys a try. Check out their website. Smell the coffee. It's delicious. And it gives me the energy to do this podcast. Switching gears, boots and shoes and shoes and boots. Let's get on to our other sponsor, Gumleaf. USA. GumleafUSA.com provides hand handmade boots. Think about that for a second. Okay, it's been a second. Seriously, there are not other boots that are made this way in big box stores. You cannot find Gumleaf in big box stores. You have to buy them directly through GumleafUSA.com. If you go to their website, you're going to see how these boots are made from hand by scratch by hand from scratch. <laughs> um, look, they're they're incredibly comfortable. They use a Vibram sole. Uh, these are 80% rubber, so you're not going to find all the synthetic stuff in these boots that are going to become brittle or puncture easily over the seasons. They're going to last you a very, very long time. They're worth the investment. And I say investment very intentionally. These are an investment. These are not a cost. If you invest in these boots, you're investing in yourself as a deer hunter. 
So go to GumLeafUSA.com. If you want free shipping, you can enter in code W2H2019. That's W2H2019. Make sure to enter in that code to save yourself the money on the shipping because this is, this is a big ticket item. Um, I like the Royal Zips. They zip down. They're easy to take off, easy to put on, that kind of stuff. Um, I also have their Wellies, which are uninsulated, which are great for early season, but we're beyond that, so I recommend something insulated. Lastly, let's get into our full-on segment today because the rut is here. We're pre-rut, rut, full-on rut. Here in Wisconsin, here in the Midwest, we take callers from around the country. I think we took on seven or eight callers on today's show. And um, the full episode today is about the rut. Let's get into it. W2H Rut Club Radio. Okay, so this segment is brought to you by Heated Hunts. HeatedHunts.com. They've created a contraption that you hang from a tree branch that heats up different scents. Now, I recommend that you go with a uh, Estra scent or a Dominant Buck scent or something of the like. But once you spray that down, you hit the little power button and it will heat up your scent which is gonna make it more authentic to those deer in the area and it will travel further. Don't hunt downwind from this scent like our buddy Joel did. Um, it's pretty stinky. Anyways, Heated Hunts, uh, if you wanna check out their website, heatedhunts.com and enter in code W2HPODCAST and you're gonna save 15% off. For those that called into the W2H Rock Club radio segment on today's show, y'all are entered into a uh, drawing to in a heated hunt, heated hunt scent dispenser. I will be calling off the winner on November 6th evening at some point. I don't have a specific time. I got two kids, so my life is crazy. So at some point tomorrow night on Wednesday, I will announce the winner in the Wheel of Death. I call it the Wheel of Death because when we spin it, whoever wins the heated hunt scent dispenser is going to lay, uh, lay it down on some sort of buck or whitetail in the woods. And uh, that's that's what I got for that. So that being said, let's go ahead and get into the show. We take calls from around the country about rut activity. Thank you, everybody that participated and called into the show. I'm excited to announce the winner tomorrow for the heat of hunt. And um, thanks again for everybody that is sending in reviews and ratings and feedback and commentary via iTunes and podcast stuff uh, through Facebook and all of that. It means a lot to us. Greg and I are very happy to see that stuff come through. Thank you, and thank you, and thank you. And thanks for all the callers again. So appreciate you guys taking time out of your busy schedules, lives, and out of the woods to uh, be a part of the show today. This is your show, not mine. That's why we do the live call-in uh, feature. No one else is doing that. So please spread the word. We appreciate the calls. That's what makes this show go around. All right, guys, gals, here we go. Let's get into the show. We got um, no calls in the queue. Come on, they folks. really want to listen to us talk the whole night. I have to start, maybe I have to start a couple watch parties here to get things moving. But, um, man, I swear, like, I've been calling Greg every morning and, you know, yeah. calling out every single field that I see. And, uh, I, you know, on the way home, I stopped and took a look and I didn't see any bucks. I saw, what I say, like 10 does, I think. Yeah. Although does. this morning, 
You saw one trailing? I saw, I saw a trailing buck this morning. So I saw one hit on the road. That's Freshly. always a great sign. Yeah. When you see him dead on the road. And it wasn't there last night when I drove through. You know they're big bucks and the horns are cut off of them. Right. I think. That's how you can tell. So, um, and you've been out last weekend? Uh, went Sunday after busting hind end to move out of the house. Um, so, haven't had a whole lot of time to sit in the woods. But I did hear a buck fight on Sunday night, and then the loser of the oh yeah, you're telling me that came tuck tail head down, and every twig he heard snap behind him. He was pretty jumpy looking back to cover his tail. So okay, um, yeah, I, that was the only thing I saw. But it, there were a couple scrapes laid that you could tell they'd been pretty well tore up. I could see them from my stand; they're only twenty and thirty yards away. Okay, and it's on a pretty well run area that the trails are just beat they're down to the dirt there's no canary grass in this area where those deer are walking i mean it's around the trail but they have it looks like a cow path it's just that trample hey? yeah it's that trample but it's a transition area between two big cornfields it's a it's a creek bottom and there's it's really thick in there so they have all the security all the food they could ever need and water right there okay um looks like we got a couple <clears throat> folks popping in here glenn what's up Rutnut is here. Trevor. Good evening, dude. And on, Trev. we do have our first caller, Kyle. Kyle, you're live on the show. What are you seeing, man? What's, what's going on, man? Uh, you know, I, I've been lot. liking seeing your activity. <laughs> uh, you've been out more than I have, actually. Um, I don't know about that. seeing... <laughs> I was seeing a bit of movement and everything, and then once the cold really came in, it just kind of shut things down. Um, you haven't seen much, huh? I know you had told me, so you won no. one of the heated scent dispensers, and uh, I know you had texted me the one day and said you had a six-pointer come running into it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, he was uh, downwind to me, um, and... I seen him come out. He came out of some timbers and stuff like that. Um, and he just kind of had his nose in the air. Well, it wasn't fully downwind. He was kind of quartering. Um, and he just got his nose in the air and got a whiff of it and just came at basically a full-out sprint, probably about 60 yards, and then just kind of cut through it and was just looking. could definitely tell he was looking for a doe and was very confused on the situation because Sure. No door was around. He ran right through that scent stream, and then all of a sudden he was out of it and couldn't find anybody. Yeah, he cool, was man. very disappointed on the situation, and I was uh, <laughs> kind of <Where> she? <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, and, uh, brother. Yeah, I was waiting for his older brother, his dad, his grandpa. I mean, because, yeah, I said he, he's just a little six, and uh, um, I mean – He's probably a year, two years. So, I mean, he's definitely passing, not going to waste anything on him. But, uh, I mean, there's a – we've got a real real tall tine, nine point. Um, and then there was that okay. super old six point I sent a picture to you, Eric, a while ago and actually just checked one of the cameras uh, this past weekend. And uh, he broke a tine off, so now he's just a – I mean, a, a, a super. Oh, he's just a, just on one side, so now he's just a five point. But uh, he's just 
I mean, super old and wide, but I haven't seen any of them. And uh, this definitely this uh, time change thing definitely isn't helping too much because now yeah, it's just I was thinking come about that too. <laughs> time change sucks because you get home from work and it's you're not hunting unless you're lucky enough to get off early to get out there. But I know that that's not the case for either of us. Yeah, I don't. I get off of work at five, and by the time I'm home, it's five thirty. So I mean, really, I can't even makes it I, makes it hard. Yeah, there's <laughs> there's seeing nothing, and uh, I mean, I saw two little does on the side of the road tonight coming home in a farm field just because they were on the edge of the road. But other than that, you can't really see what's out in the fields and stuff like that. So it's just kind of hard, but. Uh, <clears throat> I know the Minnesota gun season starts this weekend and stuff like that. So, I mean, granted, it's across the river and stuff like that. But, Is that this uh, weekend for Minnesota? Okay. Well, that should, that's interesting because you're yeah, right by that border. They're usually a week before us. <laughs> yeah, it's it kind of sucks because they kind of have prime pickings because they got their gun season right there in rut. I mean, it's kind of perfect for them. Um, but yeah. I had, fortunately, I had my wife's cousin put down a brute with his bow and then a buddy of mine, uh, his neighbor put down a, a nice one, both of the bows. So, <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, I mean, happy for them, but unfortunately just haven't seen much of anything, but going to sit this weekend and see what I can see. We'll keep an eye on you this weekend, man. I appreciate sure. you calling in. Um, yeah, I love following along with your stuff and you, you do, you do such a good job of, you know, sharing everything. So I really appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, it's been watching you, been watching Greg. I know Greg's been dealing with a move. So, I mean, unfortunate timing. That's like people that set up their weddings during uh... (laughs) – It is what it is. I I mean, like we said, fortunately, you're not buried in four feet of snow moving, but it looks like you got everything kind of situated. Well, I mean, we'll see what happens tomorrow. Yeah, no, there's only one to I think so. Just a light up. Oh, you guys got well, snow again down there coming? It's yeah. coming for tomorrow morning. Really in the morning. Jeez. So it's new to Milwaukee. A real mm-hmm. treat. Yeah. Awesome. It's going to be really interesting. <laughs> right on. Well, we'll uh, pay you know, my dad will everything. And... Yeah. I'll say Wednesday to Wednesday. So he's got his first crack at it tomorrow. We'll see how it goes for him. It ought to be good. Right on. Yeah. <clears throat> I know you guys, fortunately, I mean, been paying attention to a lot of you guys down south there. Um, I mean, that snow's kind of been looking like it's been making them move a lot more and everything. I know, uh, is it Allison uh, put down a real nice buck there and stuff yeah, like she, that. Yeah, so. she slayed one. Yeah, we'll see if she can yeah. call in tonight. I should probably send her a message. I'd love to hear what she has <laughs> on. I don't know if she, I think she shared her story with some other folks, so uh, we'd be honored. But. Yeah, and you know what? kind of you know venting out a little bit but i you know read her post that you know there's people always hating on it you know and everything and it's just kind of ridiculous that you know something as great as that you know you you know i know she put down a brooder but even if it was you know a little spike i mean who's to say that somebody doesn't put on the time and you know it's just kind of ridiculous that people have to bash people for you know what's going on it's you on both ends of the spectrum man just just you know tune it out who cares you know, just be proud yeah. of what you got and don't worry about what other people say, but You'll we got... For sure. For being excited for shooting a spiker or 
seven pointer or a number for that matter, you know, if, if it's got you, if it makes you happy and that's what you're, you're just happy to take a deer, more power to you. I've been, I've been that way for many years, you know, just meat hunting, hoping to get one, hoping to see one. And then once, uh, <clears throat> once you start having success, then it's like, all right, time to move on to the next challenge. I know how, what it's like to shoot a deer now and, you know, challenge myself to get into something bigger. Yeah. And I mean, it's, I, I gun hunted for a while and I, you know, enjoyed gun hunting and everything like that. But bow, I mean, it's a total different story. I mean, if you can get in on something and, you know, be able to take something with a bow, it's totally different. I mean, you got to be able to, to, you know, shot placement, everything's a lot different with a okay. bow. And, um, <clears throat> well, dude, good luck this weekend. Keep us informed. Uh, yeah. You've been sharing activity on Rut Club and on the Word of Hunt and, and through, you know, Instagram, all that stuff. So we've got a couple other calls building in, so we'll go get to those guys too and keep listening, man. It's going to be a fun night tonight. Yeah, for sure. Looking forward to uh, hearing everybody. So good luck, guys, and uh, take it easy. Thanks, Kyle. Talk to you soon, bud. Talk to you. Yep. Bye. Bye. I'm always afraid I'm going to drop my own call. (laughs) Don't do it. Who's next? Trevor with East Coast. What's up? Or should we say Beast Coast? Beast Coast. What's up, boys? You crazy you doing, wet can tonight. What's going on, Greg? What's up, Eric? Hey, How's everyone doing? We're great. We're doing good. I was just talking mad shit about you this morning. Good, I'm glad. I was like, man, he is so fucking nice, that guy. What the hell? Where does he get yeah. off being that nice? That's how that went down. Oh, <laughs> oh thanks for the kind words. Uh, no, I just Where wanted guys to call and check in, man. I- they're, they're at a Coventry. Oh, Co- Dude, okay, that's why I asked, because I just realized it's Coventry yesterday. I thought this whole time y'all have been saying Coventry. Coventry. See, so, I thought it was Coventry. So it's, so, it's Coventry. We call it Coventry, C-O-V-E-N-T-R-Y, but the olden guy, the older guys call it Coventry. Ooh. Yeah. They're from the old world, eh? Yeah, I guess so. Um, That's neat. No, I just wanted to check in and um, all kinds of good stuff. A lot of the younger bucks seem to be on their feet, kind of chasing the does around. Um, The more mature bucks, kind of not so much, just kind of uh, finally starting to see them lay down some scrapes. And uh, actually, I had a really nice buck last week hit uh, a mock scrape of mine, um, a big 10-pointer that uh, I actually missed last year, Thanksgiving. Um, I haven't seen him since, and he finally showed up and hit a mock scrape uh, last week, so I was really pumped about that, and there's a lot of scrapes and rugs cool. that are getting dropped in the past couple of days, so things are definitely turning are you la- up. You're laying down mock scrapes? Yeah, so I had a mock scrape up with some active scrape, um, and I had uh, actually my lone wolf on it, and I took some video. I had a big 10-pointer come in and hit the mock scrape. Uh, he was there. He went and came in the morning and came back at night, um, and that was last week, and I'll be in that set tomorrow morning. I'm going to sit all day. I'll be my first all-day sit of the season. Perfect. That's cool. What are you going to snack on? Why don't, everybody that's listening, real quick, when you call in or comment, and by the way, anybody calling is going to get entered for a chance to win a heat of hunt, but um, if you 
want to comment in or call in too on top of rut rut activity, tell us what you're snacking on. I'm just really curious. Yeah. How are you gonna get through What's that all your day? Favorite fit? tree stand snack. Ooh. I don't know. I haven't decided yet, man. Um, I'm a big trail mix guy and gummy bears. I think that's like my so go-to. You're, you're a trail mix and gummy bears. Trail, gummy so, bears. So, are you the the type of guy that accidentally buys the the Haribo gummy bears from Hal? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Soil your saddle while you're up there. Soil your saddle. That's funny. Yeah, what, not gummy, not gummy worms, but gummy bears. Huh? Gummy I like bears. the cinnamon bears; those gummy. are my jam. Ooh, cinnamon! I never had the cinnamon ones. I might have to check those out. You think the cinnamon will attract the deer or scare them away? Well, it's good for tigers. It's good for tigers. Tigers yeah. love cinnamon. <laughs> no, they, they love cinnamon. They hate pepper. It's pepper. They don't. Like I don't remember. Tigers <laughs> love pepper. It's they cinnamon. cinnamon. They like. Good, good. No tigers for you. Yeah. <laughs> Up in fucking cotton trees. Coventry, sir. Coventry. <laughs> yeah, so things are definitely good. heating up, man. I really, I, I really believe that after this next moon phase here, we call, you know, what, what I call the rut moon, man, and that, that full 24 hours of light is really going to get this estrus going, and uh, I think it's really going to kick off. I, so it's not, not a lot of big bucks coming into the shop yet, but definitely some good younger bucks in the two-and-a-half, three-and-a-half-year-old um, range. So I think after this next weekend here, we got a good cold front coming, possibly some snow. Um, I think it'll get everything kind of kicked off and ready, and and I'm, I'm really excited for it. What is the next moon phase? We're in a waning gibbous, waning gibbous moon. Okay, this is why he's my co-host. What are we? Fifty-four percent right now. You guys, fuck you both. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> fuck my dog. <laughs> I don't That's know. why you're Looking the okay hunter, Eric. Eric, Damn you're right, the okay man. hunter. It's all right, buddy. <laughs> picture just goes in a circle, and I don't know what's what. Well, wax and gibbous. See? I don't know. That looks yeah. like 75% to me, and then that's what? So, next is a, a full moon is next. So look at waning, waning gibbous. What's oh, we're up there. Oh, my bad. That's more than 50%. Yeah, but it's the other direction. Yeah, but it's still over okay. half is over So half. then we're at third. We're at a third quarter next. So that's a half a moon next. Uh-huh. And then the waning crescent. Waning. Great. Where's the E? I failed grammar, everybody. Clearly. And I blacked out during calculus. Wow. <laughs> and that's why it looks like he's passing the kidney stone when he does math problems. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It hurts my brain. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> so you're a big moon phase guy. So now, so now Eric knows all about the moon phases. <laughs> yeah, he does. And gummy bears. Passing kidney stones. That's right. Hey, I learned something too. Cinnamon gummy bears. I don't think I've had those yet. So, dude, what was my ninja tip on East Coast Bow Hunting Podcast episode eighteen? Do you remember? I remember. Oh, no, no. Refresh my memory. It was put I a glass a of water of in, in between the microwave, now. and it won't. And the and the crust won't get soggy. Oh, that's right. Yes, yes. What? That is totally. And, I and. remember that. Always go over the next ridge. Oh, that's right. Actually, you know what? I do remember that one. Always go over the next ridge. I, I definitely uh, something I, I definitely do remember and definitely plays in my head from time to time when I'm in the woods. That's good stuff. So, I mean, if you're gonna bring pizza out, just do that to it first. Yeah. Cold pizza. <laughs> yeah. 
Although I've been seeing a lot of folks put like hot stuff in their uh, Yetis and Yeti. shit. Yeah, in their thermal mug. Mm-hmm. Chili. Mm-hmm. Sounds pretty to good. Stand? Trev, we got... To the stand? Yeah, dude. Connor even packed out a freaking hot coffee. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, I would, yeah. I would pack coffee. Season I pack coffee. Really? Yeah, no, I never thought of that. But not not during bowl season. I got no, enough too practice. fragrant. Yeah, wow, it's too much going on. Hmm. Trev, we got another caller right behind you. We're gonna we're gonna move Absolutely, along. Absolutely, man. Sorry, I just wanted back. to check in. Bud, thanks for calling in. It's good hearing from you. We love you. Absolutely, guys. Can't see for hey, man. Can't wait to follow along. We'll see what the episode has to bring. And thanks for joining me in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Have a good night, buddy. Have a good night. Hey, you too. Take care, guys. Take care. Bye. All right, who do we got next? Uh, If I got your name wrong, I'm sorry, but it looks like we have Philip calling from Southeast Ohio. You're live on the show. Did I get your name right? Uh, Yeah, Philip. Yeah, or Phil. What's up, Philip? Hey, Southwest Ohio here. Um, Real quick, I want to give a shout-out to the working-class bow hunters. Uh, I saw a... uh, pop up here and said you guys were live and I wanted to check you guys out and uh, anything deer hunting this time of year I'm all in so what's up what do you got to share with yeah us? what do you what are you seeing in southwest Ohio so South, southwest Ohio southeast Ohio no I thought it was southwest yeah, yeah southwest here so uh it's it's starting to pick okay. up uh last week uh on the way into work um I, I make it a purpose to go out of my way to glass some fields on the way in and i saw Me some too. young bucks around my wife. Does. Um, okay yeah no i leave early i leave early for work just so i can go out of my way it's hilarious um i tomorrow i'm taking the day off tomorrow and uh I, it's gonna be my first all day sit uh i've been tracking down a 14 pointer i got out this way oh wow he's elusive but uh I missed him Saturday. I got in the stand Saturday morning, and my trail camera had him cruising by at 5.30. So he's in the area, and it's just kind of a chess match with him at this point. You just missed him on his tour through. Yeah. So um, uh, I'm active duty uh, in the Air Force. I've been stationed all around the Thank U.S., you. and I've been fortunate enough to get back to the Midwest. I'm from Indiana originally, so uh, – Getting getting back kind of close to the roots with some bow hunting. Uh, I've hunted North Carolina, Texas, Louisiana, Florida, and back up to Ohio. So picking the weight class back up a little these guys. That's pretty freaking great. You've been all over the place. Uh, well, some of it was, you know, personal travel on my own, you know, just being, you know, in the right place at the right time, taking time off and going over and seeing what you can do. Um, last year... So real quick, uh, I had we had a real bad uh, outbreak of EHD in one of the areas I could hunt this year, and uh, kind of wiped everything out. So I was a week out from having a friend of mine come up from North Carolina, and I had to quick move stands and you know kind of speed scout an area. I put a camera up on an area that had a lot of deer sign in it, and this 14 pointer was all over it. So uh, three weeks later, now we're still kind of. We're, we're we're playing the chess match with them, trying to get the right place at the right time and let the areas cool down. But with the ruts picking up a little bit here, um, does are active. They're moving. I've got uh, trail cam pictures all day long. Uh, today I went in actually to uh, kind of go and, and do a quick look. We had some rain coming through this morning. And 
on my way in to swap cards in the camera, take advantage of the rain to knock out any scent. Um, I bumped a doe and I stopped. And as she took off, there was a six pointer behind her that was kind of running in tail. So he was looking from a distance and definitely interested. So it's starting to pick up out this way. That's good to hear. Do you, hopefully there's some people listening from Ohio. Um, you know, we got listeners all over the place, but you know, I think we haven't had a call from Ohio in a while. So it's, well, that was a, an unintentional rhyme, but that's good to hear, man. Oh. And I just noticed your comment that came through. You're eating apples and peanut butter and crackers, or apple yeah, and so peanut butter crackers. Yeah, so I'll, I'll eat an apple. So um, Ohio is a it, it's a state where you can bait, um, and every hunter to each his own, right? So uh, right. myself, you know, if I'm going to eat an apple. Um, you know, I get down to the core, I'm, I'm not going to munch on it. So I can just toss it out of the stand and, you know, worst, you know, best case scenario, something comes in interested on my scraps. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. That's actually a really good idea. I feel like apple always makes me hungrier. Does anybody else have that? Like, I, do you have that? Yeah, a little bit. It's like, well, I think it's the sugars. Then, right, kind of tight. Yep. A little peanut, bit. So, uh, yep, peanut butter got more protein yeah, in it. Careful. I, I try not to introduce, you know, any type of, any type of scent that's going to kind of throw the red flag to a deer. But, you know, I think an apple and peanut butter, you know, they'll, I think they'll be okay with that. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, especially the apples. I mean, unless it's like foreign to the area, but um, it's hard to think about. Like some guys, like beef jerky is a big one, right? And like even if you're bringing chili out to the stand, you got to think. I wouldn't do that during bow season, but that's just me. So gun season, who gives a shit? Because you can well, shoot, right, you know, yeah. you got one, 300 yards or something like that. But bow, you want them in at 20 yards or less. Right, yeah. Gun season, I'm not even wearing camo half the time, so. <laughs> Blue jeans and an orange vest, probably. Yep. That's a bad in hand. I want to <laughs> and what, and I'm, I'm assuming weather in Ohio is not different from what we have here in Wisconsin, but just in the Midwest, what's the weather there? Are you guys having any snow or super cold temps or anything like that? So we've we've been bouncing back and forth uh, with some cold shots. Today got up to about almost 60. Um, tomorrow is going to be near the same. I think we're looking at mid-50s tomorrow. We're going to drop into the lows in the 20s coming into the weekend. But we're riding yeah. a, a ridge of high pressure that's coming in. And I was looking earlier today, and uh, I was, we're supposed to be sitting at like 30.4, almost 30.5 tomorrow before the afternoon, and it's going to drop. So my goal is yeah. tomorrow to get out there that's, with the pressure high, the ruts coming in, it might get them up on their feet and moving around. So I, I think tomorrow is going to be a good day. I've uh, called around to a couple of uh, processors and, you know, kind of checking on wait times. You know, kind of doing some uh, background scouting, and the deer numbers are picking up. So it seems That's to smart. me that the deer are on their feet. So you're calling meat processors to get an idea of what's going down in the area. That's right, yeah. Call, yeah, call your local butcher shops and see how many deer they're having come in. Because, I mean, let's be honest, right? You go to a parking lot, and you're talking to the guys and saying, hey, what are you seeing? Right. You're, you're going to you. get a half-sided yeah. story, right? Nobody's going to sell their picture. Uh, but anybody that's putting deer down, they're more than willing to tell you about it, and the best place to call is going to be your butcher shops. They're going to let you know, yeah, we've seen a lot of deer coming in the last couple of days. Well, that's a good indicator that, hey, deer are up, they're moving on their feet, they're daytime walking, and you got a chance at these guys. You know, there's a lot – everybody's got their story, right, whether it's moon phase, temperature, pressure, um, you know, their grandpa's knees started hurting. I don't know, right? 
but there's always <laughs> right. those... that's pretty real, actually. Yeah, there's it's always say those it that things way. that get in the woods, but when it comes down to it, it's just about you being in the woods. Right. Being uh, in the woods you know, with, so with quick, the right weather conditions. Yeah. So hey, back to your first call, real quick. With that buck shaman, I don't want to stay on it too long, but I just want to let everybody know. Um, I don't buy your tag, and nobody else buys my tag. So as long as you're happy and you, you're putting meat in the freezer and you're happy and you got that smiling face around those antlers, let's let's hold everybody up and let's congratulate them because, you know, whether it's bow season or gun season, um, wherever you start at, uh, there's only 10% of us in this nation that hunt. And the fact that we get to share that with somebody else and we all have that common interest, we should help that bond us together rather than tear us apart. Hey, so we dude, appreciate that. Thank you for saying thank that. It, it means a lot. And, I mean, I, I can keep saying that until I'm blue in the face, but if everybody else keeps saying it too, and then we still all stand behind it, it's going to go somewhere. 100%. Right. Yeah, I appreciate you know, that. It, it, it's something we all need to stand by. I, I mean, I don't ever put a guy down. And, uh, you know, there's no, there's nothing better than listening to somebody's story of a, of a good, successful deer hunt. And I think stories well, that, are going to go up. That's what it's all about for a lot of us. I mean, as a kid, I had an uncle that had some of the best deer stories, you know, and I'll listen to him tell him for the 30th time now, you know, and there's nothing better than a good deer story. Yeah, no, it's that's what it's all about. You know, it, when you're sitting in the stand and you're not seeing anything moving, at some point or another, your mind has probably gone back to the fact of a time where, you know, you had a really good hunt. I appreciate you saying that. I was listening to the Hunting Collective podcast earlier today at some windshield time, and it was the episode, I think their latest one with Ranella on there, and that's what they, they talked about grips and grins, but they talked about that specifically. That's something that I've talked about a lot on probably every other episode for the last year. I think I bring that kind of stuff up, and, uh, you know, I deem myself the quote-unquote okay hunter for that reason because, you know, I don't want to take flack from people saying I haven't gotten a Pope and Young or, or what have you. I just... Right. You know, I'm here to learn and uh, enjoy my memories that I'm making and have adventures, and that's it. And if that adventure involves tagging out on something, um, I have no shame at all. You know, to me, if it's important, it's important. That's that. Um, but you see people that'll that'll um, kind of couch things like, oh, I needed the meat, or oh, it was just a really exciting shot, or oh, my son had to get it, or oh, I waited all season, didn't see anything. It's like I'm really excited for people to post. And social media um, has been around for a long enough time. We've been doing Grip and Grims for, for even longer, but now people feel the need to only post if they get something worthy, in quotations. Um, hopefully, if people post a button buck or a doe, they can do it by just saying, I'm proud of this deer, and that's it. Not add any justification to it. Just be fucking proud. Yeah. I'm you on know my soapbox. What goes farther than – so I, I tell you what bothers me more than somebody sitting on the end of a keyboard telling somebody you should have let a deer go another year or something like that. When I see any post on social media and the person that puts it says not the biggest or, you know – Yep, it yep it's sad. It's just sad. Yeah, own that deer, man. You put the time in and you stuck it out. And he got your heart pumping, and you stuck him. You own that, man. You know that's your tag. Be proud of that. Don't let anybody t- yep. don't let nobody put you down. That's your standard, yep. and it's your. T- and I'm here to tell you, 
I'm proud of you, and if nobody else will do it, I'm going to shake your hand, pat you on the back, and tell you you're more of a man or woman than half the people going to the grocery store doing it the easy way. That's a great fucking thought right there. Yep. I went to the woods to get my food. Where did you go? So, dude, Phil, I don't Have you listened to the podcast before? Are you a first-time caller, first-time listener, I'm, both? I'm Yeah, first-time caller, first-time listener. Uh, like I said, so uh, I've, I've been following the working-class bow hunter for about three years now. I picked them up. On I love those guys. Yep. Great guys. And uh, I saw a notification pop up and said that they were doing a watch party and listening to you guys. I said, you know what, if, if it's good company from them, it's good company for me. Let's hop in. Beautiful. Well, we're happy that you called in, man. Thank oh, you for the good words. It. And thanks for the activity report and, and telling us what you're snacking on. I don't know hey, why that's what I'm interested in, but that's what we're going to go with today. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'll drop you guys a picture of that 14-pointer uh, I'm hunting down in your comment section there and let you take a look at him. Awesome. He's, a, he's a bruiser. Thank you. Thank you. And for the record, uh, by the way, thank you for commenting because you're entered to win a heated hunt, heated hunt scent dispenser and some scent. So um, we'll do that raffle giveaway tomorrow. We'll spin the wheel of death. Um, hey, actually, we'll, yeah. <laughs> all right. Thanks, guys. thanks hey, again, man. Well, I guess it would be the wheel of death, right? If they win and you Me get too. a deer, then I guess that that actually makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. We appreciate it, Philip, man. Thank thanks, you, Philip. Yeah. Take care. Take care. Bye now. What a good guy. Yeah. Excellent. I'm really happy he said what he said. Hey, fellas, gals, everybody watching. Um, the number's on the bottom of the screen, 262-757-4122. Call in. Tell us your rut activity. Tell us what you're seeing, where you're seeing, or just tell us what you're eating in the tree stand because we're real curious. Real curious. I don't know why. What do you eat in the tree stand? Uh, do you have your go-tos or you just grab whatever? I usually bring a snack gun season. Bow season? Nothing? Uh, no. What about an all-day sit? What are you going to do in bow season for an all-day sit? I haven't had time to do an all-day sit. Well, let's just pretend you did. Pretend I did? probably going to be Reasons Candy. What the fuck is that? Really? We can't be friends. Reasons? Yeah. Like, Reason. Oh, yeah, yeah. The R-E-I-S-E-N? Yeah. Not respect. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Was dark, it? Dark chocolate. Dark, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are fucking out of control. And then when if it's really cold outside, you almost break your teeth when you chomp into one. Yeah, that sounds all right. Channels I do like the Reasons. Mm-hmm. So do you like the Reason better or Dove? Chocolate. The Reasons. Okay. Yep. It's not food, though. It's not food. It's a snack. What about... Um, I'm not out there to, to eat a meal in the tree stand. I'm out there to shoot my meal out of the tree stand. So, uh, Reinhardt Netto, uh, if I think I'm saying your name right or wrong. I'm, I have no idea if you're really live. We are really live. We're 100% live. So if you call the number, we're going to talk to you real time. Just saying. I like uh, sunflower seeds as a snack. Pack them into your cheek. Plain ones? I don't care. Or the dill pickle? The dill pickle are actually probably really good. They're my favorite. There was a there's a bourbon flavored one a while back, a Jim Bean. Yep, and a barbecue. Yeah, barbecue is too much. Ranch yeah, too much. Ranch the pickle too. is what's up. Like That's where I'll go pickle. to. Mm-hmm. Dill pickle for sure. Giants or David's? Um, I guess the David's more often. What? Can you hand me that working glass over there? I'm just going to... Ooh, you wore it last, actually. Yeah, you? should I wear it? Yeah, go ahead. Right, Let's I'll represent, since we just got a caller from those fellas. That's the Wisconsin working class hat right there. Look at that. I got my catching deers on. I also have my Venado flannel on. Same here. 
Yeah, but yours has spit up on it. I think mine has two actually right here. Yes, from your your little man. Yep. (laughs) My little man is my son, by the way. Your man, your your little man. What the fuck we're talking about? Yeah, not your other. My little man. I'm sorry. I don't mean to go there. You did. I can't help it. Already passed. We're live, everybody. Break line blue. You starve yourself. All right, so I'm hungry for the kill. All right, well, I like that. That's actually, I like that's a clever statement. Uh, so we do have a caller from Wisconsin. We know this guy. We know that guy. I think I hit talk. Sam, you're live on the Where to Hunt hey. radio. What's up, buddy? Good afternoon. Hey, man. More scotch. Greg, your beard is getting so dark. <laughs> Isn't that beautiful? <laughs> that's gnarly. That is gnarly. The trimmer's packed away, my friend. I'm trying to do a half mustache for November, for November, but I'm not going to go full mustache. I just can't do it. Perv stash. What are you, you guys, talking? <laughs> were you guys in the woods today, or did you just uh, come from work no, and start podcasting? Oh, right. The latter, yeah. No, straight from work. I was in the woods on Sunday. I was on a conservancy property in Dousman area-ish. And got stuck in a swamp for a long time. Although I did, you know, I did see a big buck. I did see a, an eight-pointer, but he was dead. And uh, some guys came in at 7:20, um, tracking him from the night before, and they found him in the in the marsh. So I went by to say howdy and take a look see, and it was very nice. But it was a day late and a dollar, day late and a buck short, I guess. Wow, that's uh, that's random. You just walk upon him, or you follow blood? No, I was sitting there. They walked past me. I had no idea. I whistled, thinking they were just, you know, some. Guys coming in late morning at 7.30, and I was like, who the flip is coming out to a conservancy property where there's limited access at 7.30 in the morning? Um, and then then I realized really quick when I heard, holy shit, <laughs> uh, that they got fucked. <laughs> so then I went out. Cool. Did you have to draw for that conservancy piece, or did you – is that just yes. walk-in access? Yep, I put in, I put in every year for it. I've won – I won a draw this year and last year, and I've won several years, but just not consecutively. So um, different properties, different years. But I've hunted this property now three times. I hunted it when I was back in college. I hunted it when I had my daughter, uh, and now this year again. And then last year I had a different one, and the year before, a couple of years back I had a different one. So it's Waukesha County, uh, Waukesha County Land. I'll hit you up offline about about that. I've got a another one that uh, I'll run by you that you could consider for next year if you're interested if unless this was the one i'm thinking but we'll talk offline no on it's that. great you, you put in some money and if they don't draw they keep it and if you do you get it and so it's like 10 bucks you know it's mm-hmm. worth it mm-hmm. what are you seeing yeah Sam? i would agree well man i haven't been hunting i've been filming um i've filled my tag so on the stuff. second day of the season so i um i've just been driving be around seeing deer and what's that should it be revealed Oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't share any photos of it uh, on social media or anything yet. I actually, no, come to think of it, I did. I, I recently posted it on my Instagram page, but I didn't uh, post it on Facebook or anything. Um, but, yeah, we got, uh, it was a wild circumstance. I We had 12 different bucks around us at once, uh, two different bachelor groups that were still locked together. And, um, and uh, you know, uh, things happened, and, Put an arrow through one, and and that that's all I can say for now. <laughs> You'll see it in the video. I, uh, I would say, I imagine based on the Chase Nation stuff, we'll see a really great debut uh, video, which is kind of cool that you're doing it that way. I think. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, in the past, um, sometimes it's so you're so excited, you end up sharing it, and then all the excitement yeah. energy is blown, and then by the time the episode comes out, you know, it's, it's already been seen and talked about. So, um, But I will tell you, uh, since you're talking about rut activity, uh, what I've seen lately just from being behind the camera in the woods and then um, just from driving around doing some scouting and, and whatnot, and that is uh, that the deer have been moving around like crazy for not just now, but I would say up to about seven or eight days ago is when I really started to see chasing going on. Even even uh, where I live, just seeing uh, bucks nudging does uh, through the yards and whatnot, um, I've seen activity. But right now, he's um, been on fire. Uh, in fact, two days ago was really um, my wife and I took the kids for a drive just so we'd have a chance to talk they're young enough they're home they want every bit of your attention so you know how that is um yes so we went for a drive so they they would have a chance to take a nap and we could actually say hi to one another and then anyways we drove around through the country we went by where a good friend of mine is hunting um he's been passing deer left and right including deer pushing the 150s and you know okay. uh, when i when i hear about a guy passing deer like that i just I'm just like envious, <laughs> you know. And uh, uh, anyways, he he. I asked him why he's he's passing this um, this split G2 buck. Yeah, he's just really cool. I'll send you some pics of him. Um, and he says, well, there's been rumors of a really big deer uh, in the area, and uh, I haven't seen him yet. But I don't want to, you know, tag out too soon and then miss out on an opportunity. I said, well, I get it, but. Boy, if he comes by a third time, you better you better shoot that thing. And he said he would. Well, lo and behold, as Christy and I were driving around with the kids, I spotted that buck that he's passed, and he was dogging a doe. And so I threw it in reverse and backed up a little bit, got my phone out and started filming because I didn't have my camera with me. And I couldn't believe my eyes. There was three different bucks with this one uh, doe. And one of the bucks was between 170 and 180 register, probably pushing that 180 mark. Um, just okay. a mammoth, mammoth buck. And so I called James. He didn't answer. So I texted him. I said, listen, dude, here's a screenshot on, on X. Um, here's where that monster that you're, you're, you're thinking about is. And he's headed right for you. He's about 200 yards away. So he texted me back and he was just fired up. So I had that bit of excitement where I couldn't stop like pulling my phone out to see if he was, you know, getting a chance at that deer. Meanwhile, Matt Hosel, my buddy in Lake Mills area in Jefferson County, is texting me that there's a giant out by one of his farms, and our guy Cody from Chase Nation's in one of the stands. Matt, Matt Hosel tagged out early this year, just like me, so all he can do is sit back and watch or film. So he invited uh, Cody to come out and hunt, and Cody's in the stand, and here's this just giant again. 180 class deer. I'm I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say pushing more than that even. We got this whole thing on film, uh, this giant cutting across the field, and then uh, and heading right for Cody. So he texts Cody. Cody's now got his camera going. He's got a two year old ten pointer in front of him. And then he's got this shooter eight pointer, this old buck, uh, scraping and rubbing um, just out of range, and then this giant cutting across the field right for him. And then this gimpy buck with a with a busted uh, right front shoulder or you know bum right front shoulder. When when is this, Sam? Uh, when that, is this roughly like? This is this, like this is last? this is two two evenings ago. Not yesterday, but the okay. evening before. Shit. So, okay, this is yeah. fresh. Got it. Yeah, this is fresh, fresh. 
and this gimp buck comes across the field and starts uh, posturing towards this, you know, giant. Both deer are huge. The gimp is probably 150s, but he's got a broken, or he's got something up with his arm, or his uh, arm, his shoulder, because Matt shot him <laughs> two years ago with his muzzle loader and uh, was a little yeah. low. So this is the same deer that we've filmed two years in a row now since Matt hit him the first time. Then we saw him again uh, late season bow hunting, had him at about 80 yards, couldn't get him to close. And then filmed him the next year, and then again now this year. And that buck was the only reason that that giant didn't keep making his way towards where Cody was. But, you know, Cody was in the hot seat. So I'm sitting at home now. We get home, and I'm flipping my phone out constantly like, is James going to shoot the giant that I saw, or is Cody going to shoot the giant that, you know, that Matt saw? So it was a really exciting night. Dude, that's Um, exciting. That is exciting. Yeah, man. So so things are really turning up. I mean – got guys like uh travis kissel up in the sheboygan area um who's you know not even got his camera arm uh set up on the in the tree and he's got a 125 130 class deer walking by him he just posted that on facebook a few minutes ago we filmed him with his phone um and gave him the pass deer are on their feet all day long right now so if you're hunting you can you can do an all day or you better be out there all day long I wanted to do an all day on Sunday and my, my wife, bless her soul, was going to let me, but I was with my buddy and we had drove together and he, he couldn't, um, God bless his wife's soul. It was like she was taking care of his two kids too. And it was a judgment call. Like we just couldn't do it. And we are on that con- conservation property. And I was like, Oh, we're in a spot now that if we can just hunker down here till light last light, um, we might be onto something, you know, we know where all the does are bedding and, um, you know, we could glass for days on that property. So it, man, it just, it's one of those days where I didn't want to come out of the woods at all. I thought that was going to be a big day on Sunday, but, um, I'll get out again this weekend, hopefully. And I'm basically doing a sit a weekend. That's what my that's what my wife let me get away with. That's what my jobs let me get away with. And um, you know, my dad, he'll be out Wednesday to Wednesday on some private land that my uncle owns. I'll be really excited to hear how his sits are going. Um, he's done really, really, really well on this particular property the last I don't know ten years or whatever it's been. He got a sixteen pointer many years ago and just getting huge bucks on this property out in. I think it's Jefferson. Yeah, it's I won't say, but um, Jefferson County, private land in Jefferson County. He's, he's done well, but he's earned it. You know, um, one of these years, I'll take a whole week off and try to plan it right. But you, you know, got to do it, man. You, you really got to. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm Work excited to do it, man. I'm this close. I spent ten days in Disney World in Florida. So <laughs> you know, um, I when I say family first, I really mean it, and that's one of those things. Like I sacrifice. That's the wrong word. I chose to use my uh, PTO for that. So, um, Well, I'll leave you both with this. You guys both have tags in your pocket, and you've got mm-hmm. uh, one thing on your side when it comes to that work-life balance, and that is this, uh, this year is different than the last several, and that uh, gun season is a lot later in November. It almost feels like That's a true. week later where – so, you know, you, you're not going to have to worry about uh, running out of time before, you know, all the Orange Army comes out and starts uh, blazing yeah. with guns. Right. So you got like time. They're, 
they're going to keep moving, dude. They're just going to keep on moving. They'll they'll go until there's no does left to breed. So <laughs> good luck this guy, this fall, guys. Dude, thanks for calling, Sam. We appreciate it, buddy. We'll talk to you soon, man. All right, man. Take it easy. See ya. Adios. All right, we got next up Zach. I think I know the Zach that's calling. What's up, dude? You're live on the Where to Hunt Rut Club Radio. I'm doing well. I apologize. I just started listening. I just got done with the photo shoot, and I wanted to I know you had make a photo sure shoot. to call in. You no, you've made it. This is it. I'm glad you called in, man. <laughs> yeah. I haven't yeah. heard your voice in a while. You've been doing okay? You've been doing good? Uh, yeah, I've been doing real good, and I've also been... I know you know a little bit of the story, but I had a, a rough weekend. I had one of the best weekends of hunting in my life, but also one of the biggest heartbreaks in my life as well. So tell us about that. Well, so I've been I've been doing a lot more waterfowl hunting this year just because of I'm trying to get my dog as many repetitions as I can. So I haven't been bow hunting at my cabin since like October 1st. And last weekend, I took Friday off, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday for kind of my big rutcation. Um, nice. And I checked the cards to kind of get a pulse on what was going on, and I noticed that there was, you know, some scrapes popping up. And my kind of mindset is any time between October 28th and November 14th is, I mean, if you can get off and get in the woods, it's never going to be a bad time. Um, and with it being a little earlier than I normally take my rotation, my plan was to kind of just get in some areas where I think bucks would be starting to cruise a little bit, um, do some sign marking, and then also kind of look for those first couple does that are coming in. And on Friday morning, I apologize, Saturday morning, I had my number one buck um, come in to 20 yards, and I let an arrow go, and I connected, but... Um, unfortunately didn't make a killing shot on that deer and i don't know how in detail you want me to go but over the course of the next couple of days i ended up seeing that deer five times and actually got another shot opportunity on him and oh. missed again so when you just, say you missed just, what, what do you think happened so i was hunting what a, were the mechanics so i was hunting over a there's like this open points that goes out into the swamp and on all sides this point is kind of in the shape of a bowling pin it's actually like okay. a food plot but it's all ate out so there's nothing in there other than a foot egg licking stick and then a, a big scrape that i've that i've gotten pictures of them on over the last couple of weeks and the way the stand is set up is i'm sitting at like the base of the bowling pin looking out and it's just a thick wall of trees all around the bowling pin so I heard a buck deliberately walking up in there, and I knew he was going to step out, but it's so thick I couldn't really see what was coming. So I turned my camera on, pointed at where he was going to be, and then basically like maybe two or three steps before he got up into the opening, I got a glimpse of him, and for some reason I thought it was like a smaller buck, so I didn't come to full draw. Well, all of a sudden this number one deer that I had shot the day prior um, steps out, and he's five yards broadside but I can't get drawn because I'm worried he's going to see me. So he started walking away, and he's at 30 yards. And as he was walking away, I pulled back. And long story short, as I, I bleeded at him to get him to stop, he gave me a quartering away shot, and I just was so flustered and rushed. I just punched the trigger and completely missed on that one. And that one was completely, completely my fault for not staying calm and just getting ahead of myself. And, you know, I was just 
just just rushing it and not thinking about what I was doing. So that's what happened on the second let me, shot. Let me stop you for a sec. So you said you bleated at him. Um, I don't, I don't, I know very little about calling, and Greg probably knows more than me because he always knows more than me about most things. Um, why not a buck run or something like that? Why the bleat? Did you? That was an intentional I, thing. Um, it was kind of just a mix of both. Like I said, I was so flustered. I literally, it was, it's a noise I've never made before. I just went like, blah. <laughs> and so you, wait, it, wait, 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 you got, did that noise yourself? Yeah. It wasn't a, <laughs> shit. no, that's just my mouth doing weird things. Oh my gosh. Um, You're just like freaking out at this moment. That, okay. Oh well, gosh. that's a good, was that's just, a good fact to have here. Cause you know, these are things that happen to us in the, in the deer stand and we don't you know, like, when you're in the moment, it's really hard. Oh, oh my gosh, dude. I was all about to just yell, hey, stop. Like, I was just absolutely. Because, <laughs> you know, I had, I so I shot this deer Friday morning, and immediately, and that shot, I still, to this day, don't know what happened. He was literally at 22 yards, and I hit him low. And I thought, I knew right away the shot was low, but when I saw the blood, I thought maybe I'd got his heart because it was spraying pretty yard. good. Okay. Yeah, 22 yards, man. And I still, I just, I don't know what happened because on that shot. What, what was, kind of, what kind of sight pins are you shooting real quick? I'm, I'm going to keep interrupting you because I just want the facts out of the moments I'm hearing. So are you shooting a three sight pin or single sight pin? What are you shooting? I have a five pin sight. Were you, do you think you're on the wrong, and, the wrong pin? Nope. I mean, it goes 20, 30, 40, 50. Oh, um, okay. and I just, yeah, I don't know because I was completely calm. I don't feel like I flinched. I actually, so this is something I've struggled with is just getting, you know, kind of blacking out in the moment when it all comes together. Um, and so he was walking and I went to punch the pin and in the video, so I film on my hunt, you can actually see my bow kind of flinch. And that was when I was going to go pull the trigger and you can yeah. see me physically put, I pulled the string off my face and you can hear me go, took a deep breath, put it back on, stopped him, settled the pin, and let the arrow go. So I was completely calm. I gathered myself. I just, I don't know what happened. The arrow just sailed low. And I think after watching it in slow-mo, what happened is I just, just kind of skinned his belly. There was some white hair um, and kind of like some fatty stuff on the arrow. And I think I just caught a little bit of that, which caused him to bleed a little bit. What what kind of arrow, what kind of broadhead are you, broadhead are you shooting? I'm shooting Carbon Express pile drivers, and on that shot, I was using an NOP. Is that a fixed or a, or a, a mechanical? That's a mechanical. I've I've been a big fan of mechanicals. This one I can't blame on the broadhead, man. I just I didn't put it in a spot that it could kill. I just grazed his belly. I mean, I could have been shooting a friggin' <laughs> I don't know. I can be shooting the biggest thing in the world, and it was just too low. This is more of a therapy session. What's what's happening right now? Oh, dude. Yeah. And then, so kind of to add to the story, to add to all this drama, he ran into our neighbor's land and I had to wait forever just to get permission to go and track him. And when we started running out of blood, he was, our neighbor is kind of particular about their land and he didn't want us in there in the first place. Um, so when we ran out of blood, he said, well, that's it. it's time for basically time for you guys to go. Um, so I couldn't even do like a grid search or a body search. Um, so, you know, in my opinion, that's the fair thing to do for a deer, even if you don't think he killed it, is put in every effort to find it just in case he did. So when I saw that deer again the next morning, I was just elated, and I put a game plan together for that night, and it worked out 
just as perfectly as I thought I would. Hindsight being twenty twenty, what I should have done is before he stepped out in that food plot, I should have came to full jaw and I could have just pinwheeled him at five yards, but I just didn't do it. Man. Things happen. Yeah. Buddy, you've had a yeah. you've had a rough go about it. So what's the what's the next step for you with this? Well, I got some family obligations, so I don't know when the next time I'm going to get after him is. The good thing is this year obviously wants to be on my land, like, uh, you know, five encounters <laughs> on the course of a couple of days. Um, my hope is that he just hangs around until I can get out there next. And then this, this place I saw in the most, this big kind of CRP field, that's where my rifle stand is. So worst case scenario, hopefully I'll get a crack at him with a rifle. Sure. Man. Man, yeah, man I, just, my heart breaks for you. Oh, yeah, it definitely. It would have been the biggest year of my life for sure. And then just to give an overall report, I saw, for every doe I saw, I saw three bucks this weekend. They're really? moving, and I think they're seeking. Yep, I think they're just seeking. Where, where are you at? Again, just, just so people know, like, uh, don't, I don't want the longitude-latitude kind of thing, but, like, generically speaking, where are you, whereabouts are you? I am somewhere between Wittenberg and Big Falls, kind of in that Wittenberg, Iowa area. Gotcha. What county is that? So I, I'm in Shawano County. Okay. See, that's more than what I'm seeing. So, like, I, I was telling Greg, you know, and driving. I was driving to – so I live in Oconomowoc. I was driving to Madison for work the last two days, Monday and Tuesday. And normally I drive to New Berlin. And um, – on the my on my way into what I was doing this morning, I saw a shooter for sure for me. Like especially at a distance, a, a nice buck just knows the ground fucking running across the field open at like. So I left my house at seven o'clock, so it was probably somewhere between seven eight p.m. seven a.m. and eight a.m. where I saw this activity. Um, I've not seen a lot of buck activity on the way home around four thirty. I posted in my Instagram. I stopped. I went out of my way on the way home to the gym actually, and. Uh, I, I had seen probably ten different ten deer total, all does, not a single not a single buck in sight, and all in the field. And I saw you know a doe hanging back on a field edge, at a, and you know like a transition line, and she was coming to the field. And I thought, oh, that must be a buck. And I get the binoculars out because I got them in my truck, like ready to go, some glass in every fucking field I can. Um, you know, make my wife and kids stop it with me every field I see to glass, and um, just no bucks, no bucks. No bucks. I called Greg and he said hello. And I said no bucks. And that was <laughs> like what? Yeah. And and no I mean, bucks when I was hunting. No no deer at all actually, which is shocking because we were in a plot in a spot to glass for miles, man, and we didn't see any movement. And I joke and say we were a day late and a buck short because the night before a guy shot a great eight, and um, I don't know, man. I just. We're right at that cusp, I I think. And you said you were a little early with it as far as the rut is concerned, but dude, my heart breaks for you, buddy. I hope I hope there's a great ending to the story. And if not, it's okay, man. Chuck it up. Yeah, lots experience. lots of lessons learned, unfortunately, just the hard way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how most of us end up learning is the hard way. We gotta get you in studio, Zach. You let me know when you can come here. Yeah, for sure. Sounds good, man. We'll do. We'll go to the next caller. I appreciate you calling in, buddy. Hang yeah, in there and keep us posted, please. Yeah, we'll do. See ya. All right. Bye. Here. So we got another caller. 
Joe, I know you're glass and field. What's up, buddy? Oh, what's going on, E Money? Fuck you, E Money. Oh. <laughs> I would have called in earlier, but I was out in the woods, uh, you know, not shooting anything tonight. You out tonight, you fucker? No. You didn't call me? We're not <clears throat> no, I actually just bailed out of work a little early, didn't tell nobody, and just went out there, so. Now you just told everybody. No, I went and sat, and I didn't see nothing, so I got uh, going on the rut activity. <laughs> So I seen a good uh, ten or twelve pointer off the side of the road, just just cruising, just doesn't even care about nobody else. It looked like his head was down, but he wasn't really chasing too much. Another uh, report I got by your house last night. Yeah, yeah, I actually had one in my front yard. Funny, I go out hunting. I don't see anything while I'm out there hunting. I come home and there's a freaking deer right in my driveway. Shut the fuck up. That's how it always works. Yep. Little spiker sitting right in my driveway eating off the crab apples. Oh my gosh. Classic. Yeah, I should have let my got, I should have cocked so my bow and way, just shot one in my driveway. <laughs> Joel and I went hunting on Sunday on the con- conservancy property in was that Dousman? You would know, I don't know. It's yeah, it's Ottawa area. Okay. And and the only buck we saw was the dead one getting fucking carted out of there on that ATV four wheeler, whatever it's called. Um, it was, a, it was a really nice looking buck. I've been happy with that buck. Oh yeah. We didn't see shit. I wish I would have been there the night before because that's where the guy shot it from. Was about ten feet from where I actually thought would be a great spot to sit, and it was. That's just a day late. <laughs> day late and a buck short. That's what I've been saying. <laughs> yeah. I well, like I talked short. to uh, one of my buddies. He said he was out hunting the other night, and he seen a doe. About 200 yards out in the field, he made a grunt call, and that doe, he didn't know it was a doe at the time, he just saw a deer, came all the way within 40 yards of him, a doe, off a grunt call. But really? there was a buck out in the field, didn't even move, didn't even care. Do you think the Which doe think was one of those doe antlers? you think she was packing some heat down below? Yeah, maybe, you never know nowadays, you know. Maybe she's on hormone pills. <laughs> Which is That's what I want. I was in Madison yeah. uh, yesterday and today. There's a there's a unisex bathroom. It's a thing. That's a real thing. I don't mean to go there. I'm just saying. It's a buck doe bathroom. Yeah, who knows, man? Maybe they're going to start cutting their antlers off thinking they're safe. <laughs> oh, man. I've been seeing a lot of deer on the side of the road on the highway with antlers cut. So that tells me yeah. that there's some bu- the bigger bucks. If the antlers are cut, I feel like if they're not, you can tell. Like it's either a doe or a small buck. If they're cut, that must mean it's a bigger it's, it's a bigger buck. Yeah, I'm kind of mixed on that. Like I can understand if the deer's rotten and no good, you know, it's great. But if you're gonna stop and go through that effort, just take the deer off the side of the road and go find a place for it before you take the antlers. You know, that's how I kind of feel on it. <laughs> you know, don't let a good deer go to waste. Yep. Have you done that, Greg? I have. There's been years where I didn't get anything, go all the way up north to the far north woods and maybe see one or two deer and never get a chance at them during gun season and no time to bow hunt. You know, this was years ago, but uh, someone hit a, a deer in front of me and if it wasn't all that bad, you know, guts aren't hanging out of it and, and sure. stomach blown up. Um, I've taken my share of roadkill. I've got no shame in it. I hate to see good meat go to waste so my family eats it 
there's no shame yeah, where it come from. No, no, it's better than letting it go to waste and just be like, oh, I'm too good for that, you know. Come on. It, I mean, a dead deer is a dead deer, whether it's hitting the head with a truck or if it's hitting, you know, the vitals with a gun. Yeah, whether the meat's still meat. <laughs> a Honda Civic either way, a bullet's a bullet, so you can, uh, yeah. you can get something out of it. Joel, what do you eat in the tree stand? What's your snack? What do I eat in the tree stand? Yeah, well, how do you get through an nothing. all day? <laughs> no, no, no. Let's just pretend it's gun season for a second. What are you going to okay. snack on? Oh, I try and stay away from anything that's going to be loud and crunchy, but I'll usually have like a trail mix or something like that with no chocolate or anything like that. Just straight. just. Yeah, I know you don't like chocolate. You know. I learned that the other day. I've known you for fucking ever, and I keep forgetting every single year you don't like chocolate, you fucking weirdo. Yeah, I'm just one of those weird guys, but, you know, anything that doesn't <laughs> create a lot of scent, because I did that one year where I went out there and, you know, I bought this sandwich from uh, was at Walmart or something like that, one of those pre-made sandwiches or something like that, like a cold-cut spicy thing or something. I from tell Walmart? you what, I was sitting out in the middle of the woods. I cracked that thing open, which is louder than hell. They make it the crunchiest freaking wrapper you can possibly think of for hunting season. I opened that thing up, and I could smell that thing from about 10 feet away. Like if I were yeah, to sit down and walk smell it, away, then you got to think the deer can smell it, right? That's kind of what I think. I'm like, oh boy, this is probably a bad yeah. idea to be eating this right now. Even beef jerky, I'm well, like, wagon well, smell I this. I guess my my you know if I have room in my bag, I prefer apples, honestly, because then what? it just you know adds to the have you I know the the smell into the woods and shit. Man, there's a lot of apples. Yeah, oh, well, apples are good, but it. If you have a small pack or something like that, or you're going to be doing a lot of hiking and stuff, I don't recommend it because they do get squished and rotten and mushy. But if you well, how long you wait to eat them? and you know you, what's that? How long you wait to eat those fucking apples? <laughs> well, you know me, I'm, I'm freaking. I'll walk two, three miles to get a good spot for deer hunting. So just real quick, everybody. I drag a deer out. Yep. Real quick, Joel. I've referenced you on the podcast several times throughout the years. You are one of the better still hunters that I know and by far the best deer gutter that I know. And I'm not the only one I'm not the only one that thinks that. So it was so let me just for a second because there's no callers behind you. So until I see someone else light up the okay. fucking call line, we're gonna we're gonna hang out with you for a minute as long as you don't gotta go. But uh No, I'm good. We saw this buck getting dragged out of the woods on Sunday, right? Yeah. And Joe's like do you think I can uh, get them to, to cut their sun gland off that buck? Because this guy, Joel, two years ago, two years ago, I don't even know what happened because you work so fast when you're gutting a deer. I can't even, I don't even understand what's happening. But you had shot or your brother had shot a deer, dragged it out, and you would, I don't know if you did it on purpose. You probably did, you fucker cut a scent gland open on this buck and rubbed it all over yourself. And then you got another buck charge you on a still hunt because he smelled a dominant buck. And so we're out. On oh, no, that was, uh, that was, that was three, four years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I had the, uh, I had picked up the deer and had, I cut the hawks off the, the scent glands off the hind legs there. And I hung on to them and then I didn't realize it. I did it barehanded. And then I, walked through the woods and I was stalking up on another deer that I saw go up into a thicket and before I snuck in there I decided I was going to stop and take a quick break 
took my gloves off and uh, grabbed my water bottle out. Well, as soon as I took my gloves off, that buck came out about 30 yards in front of me, snorting and freaking wheezing, looking, trying to smell where that little buck had come from. And that's that that's that big eight-pointer I got that year. Nice. Yep. Yeah, that's... Well, that, but how close was that shot with a rifle? Oh, I'd say probably 30, 40 yards. It wasn't far at all. I mean, I was right on the edge of the thicket. It was, to be honest with you, it's probably the hardest shot I've ever had to take on a deer, too. Because I was sitting on a, a hill that was maybe about 45-degree angle. And the way I was sitting, the deer came off to my right, and I'm right-handed. So when I went to aim, I couldn't really... I wasn't fully sitting up because I was on the hill. I had to lean back a little bit. When I leaned down, like put my elbow on the ground, I couldn't see through the grass. So what I ended up doing was balancing with my legs in the air, you know kind of balancing halfway up, almost like seesawing, like teeter-tottering, and took a shot that way on to the right at about 40 yards away. And I swear, I, I wish that shot would have been quicker, but that was like a three-minute just sitting there holding it. My abs were burning like crazy. So this is funny only because, like, we were out on Sunday, and I said, you should ask them if you can cut the scent glands off that buck. And just like, eh, just uh, draw the line at asking to cut someone else's deer. <laughs> it, it crossed my mind, but I didn't want to be that creepy fun. dude that just wants to like steal like a little piece of their deer. I mean, that's just kind of weird to me. <laughs> I think that's probably the right thing to do. I mean, I don't, I don't know what everyone else thinks, but um, I think that's probably accurate. But dude, it was exciting to at least like I always joke, and I see a buck, and I'm like, they do exist. Like I'm like, there is a deer right there, and he was in these woods, and he he existed. He's not, he's expired now, but like, he was a real deer at one point. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's a big deal for me to see an animal like that because I don't see them just walking around ever. Um, yeah, that was a good a solid eight-pointer, man. It was a real solid eight-pointer. It was a real nice-looking yeah. buck. Big body deer. Do you know how, yeah, do you know how old that deer was? No, my guess is two and a half years because that's what I think is the. I think that's what it would take to get to that point. I don't think that deer is under two and a half. Um, I don't think. I think he's older. Either. He's gonna get. <laughs> yeah, you and your joke. <laughs> well, George lived a good life. And now he's gonna be filling someone's freezer. Mm-hmm. A guy from Canada, actually. Canada. Eh? You flew him from Canada hunting here in Wisconsin. What do you do that for? I don't know. He knew the guy. Closer. What was there? What's that? What's well, that? Canada nice you feller, I'll tell you that much. Letter Kenny. Letter Kenny. Joel, do you watch Letter Kenny? No, I don't believe I have. All right, I just saw D Rock join the conversation. D Rock, you better fucking call in. Oh yeah. D Rock, you better call in right now while Joel's still on the line. Calling you out, D Rock. <laughs> Anyway, he had a post not too long ago with him and a nice big buck. <laughs> yeah, now, D-Rock's been killing it, man. He's got the he's letting the zoos loose. Mm-hmm. That's what he's been doing. Yeah, he is. Are you me out this weekend, buddy? Um, if I'm lucky, I'd love to get out, but I have a feeling it's going to be family time this weekend because I've already gotten out once or twice this week. So, yeah, family time is the best time. Happy. Yeah, I got to keep real. that happy medium, but. 
Yep. You know, but it, the is, rut, it is difficult. I feel like the rut's just beginning, man. Like it's not full swing, but it's it's getting right there. It's right on the edge, I think. And you're and you're glassing though a lot. Like I know that there's certain fields we live pretty close by, and I know that there's fields that you are paying attention to. Oh yeah. I know where the deer are. The problem is that uh, a lot of it's urbanized where, you know, neighborhoods and stuff like that are farmer's fields and, you know, areas that we can't necessarily hunt, but that doesn't stop me from glassing them and keeping an eye on the patterns of them. Well, that's just it. I think, I think that's an important thing. Like I'm glassing fields that I don't have access to either, but I just like in the context of the local geo area, I can get a sense for what's happening. Like, so when I was glassing at 4.30 p.m., I'm away to the gym, home from work, um, and I didn't see any bucks out and all the does were in the field. That tells me something, right? Now, how about you, Greg? Do you get your binoculars in your truck? My binoculars are in my truck and my bag attached to my uh, safety harness. And can you shine right now, too? You can shine. Till 10 p.m., right? In the state, Wisconsin. Uh, is it 10 or 9? I might want to check the regs on I thought it was 10 p.m. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't listen to me. Uh, might be nine o'clock. Um, Listen to Greg. But when you're doing this, no weapons can be. You, that is correct. You get the. When you get done. <laughs> yep. No. No bows. No arrows. No nothing. Make sure to put it away because <laughs> the warden decides to give you a visit and he has to check your vehicle and he finds a bow in a case. You're uh, you're in deep doo doo. Um, but you're shining. That you're shining. Are you shining or glassing or both? Me? I, honestly, I'm not doing either right now. With all the stuff I've got going on, uh, any other year, honestly, I was just relying on my going in and scouting, being mobile. You know, I was a weekend warrior all last last year. I think I did one weeknight hunt. It's uh, the night I shot my doe last year, um, and that was a Friday night. I bailed out of work early. Nice. And... Saw a lot of deer that night, but just based off the sign, you know, and I had run Intel, my, my form of running Intel being all my, my trail cameras that I set out, ran those till probably the end of August and pulled them. I knew what was there, you know, I knew mm-hmm. that I had a good group of does. I knew there were several different bucks. Um, this guy, obviously, I did not have him on camera, but had quite a few of his pals on camera. So that's Greg's buck. Yep. As I was pointing at for those that are listening. Um, but I relied on being mobile, stand sticks on my back, reading the sign, the trails, so on and so forth. Rubs, you know, fresh rub line where I got this guy. He had the whole area tore up, fresh rub line, uh, scrapes all over the place. I picked the spot where I thought would give me the best vantage. In between all the scrapes and the rubs, and an hour and a half later, it happened. So, uh, but I put in a lot of lot of miles on my boots, uh, filling my boots, and getting into places that you know I heard deer chasing, and I heard heard grunting, and I heard uh, you know a doe bleat, and just you know following where that, that noise went or where it was coming from and then going in there and investigating. Oh, it was way too wet in there. There was a couple high spots and I did jump one deer off of a muskrat hut <laughs> out in the middle of this stuff. And those muskrats those muskrat huts look like deer in some 
some properties. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is this had a bed on it. There was hair all over it and everything, but and then there was duckweed all around this, and there's a trail going out of the duckweed where the deer had bailed off and okay. and and took a took a hike. Um, but I found other, you know, I found other scrapes and stuff on the high ground after I got through all that waist deep water. So this year has just been different for me with with uh, selling our house and moving and just not putting in the time. You know, I made a pretty good effort throughout the summer to locate deer and and it just kind of went by the wayside with vacation happening and putting an offer in a house and selling our house and it's just eating up a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of time that I would some you know in some cases take to to time is the biggest asset. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not mad that I had to do that at all because it's it's going to better my situation here, hopefully soon. But I know where I can go find deer. I just got to find the time here to do it. And Joel, are you doing a lot of uh, scouting in off season and springtime when things are frozen and shit, or what? What are you doing there? Oh yeah, but to be honest with you, my most uh, the most time I do most of my scouting is usually after deer season. Believe it or not, because I wait for but, like the marshes and all that stuff to freeze up, and then you can really get back up in there. You mean normally you'd be walking through waist deep of water or finding sinkholes up to your chest. But once that stuff freezes over, you can get back in there and you can see where the deer have been. You can see where the old rubs were. And I mean, that's what's given me a lot of good insight. And, you know, it's just fun to explore back in there, too, because the deer will still be back in there. It's just, you know, it's just amazing to look at the areas I hunt are a lot of marshlands and a lot of rivers and stuff. And then once it freezes over, it really concentrates them by those water sources more. I mean, it's just, that's just, to me, that's the best time to scout is, like, towards the end of the season. You know, it kind of contradicts, you know, about scouting prior, too. But, I mean, if you can remember what you scouted the year before, it gives you a better idea because a lot of these deer will come back to the same spots once the pressure comes on again, you know. Sure, and that's all based on time of year, too. I mean, yeah, you're going to see some of that that sign left. But you got to remember what time of year that's probably going to be. It's not going to be in the middle of summer, more than likely, if you know it's they're, they're chasing away, you know, or having to fight with deer flies and um, having to deal with uh, less human pressure. They're they may not be back in some of those spots. It might not be a good spot until after gun season when all the gun pressure has come through. Hey, uh, D Rock, can you say hi to Joel? What's good, Joe? How you doing, man? What's going on, boys? Hey, D Rock. I'm glad you called in finally. <laughs> Sorry, I, I one of the few times I wasn't listening in. I'm actually uh, playing Mr. Mom right now. Got the kids fed, doing laundry, making sure everything's Ooh, in order at home. Yeah, gotta make sure everything's order in order at home. So this way, during the rut, I can bounce out whenever, and not hear anything. And I'm I'm leaving for New York on oh, yeah. Sunday, so. Sunday. Yeah, you got to do the super dad thing first, you know. Exactly, exactly. So what's going on? What, what's the topic at hand? We're just talking about the rut, dude. And uh, Joel is uh East Coast bow hunting podcast listener. Uh, him and I were just talking about you the other day, and he's like, dude, D-Rock keeps it real. And I was like, I fucking know. Yeah. It's the only podcast I listen to. <laughs> Yeah, nothing but mad respect for you, D Rock. I, I love watching and freaking listening to your show. 
I appreciate that, man. Appreciate it. All the kind words, man. Joe, where where are you out of, Joe? I'm actually just down the road from Eric, so I'm out of Wisconsin <laughs> out here. Oh, no shit. And you're listening to us uh, East Coast hooligans, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, Dude, that's good badass, information yep. is better than no information, you know. Whether it all applies yeah. or not, I mean, I'm I'm not going to be going out through the Everglades and all that kind of stuff and the, you know, airboats and stuff, getting them deer out there. But it's still interesting and fun to watch. You know, different tactics can still apply to different hunting. Different deer hunting cultures are pretty cool to, to witness and, and listen to. I, I, I 100% agree, man. And that's all I'm trying to do is just exploit the East Coast for what it is because there's many different opinions on many different style of hunting. And you know what? It's uh, it's the only hardcore way to do it out here in the coast. I mean, you got a few, few of the greats over here. I mean, you get some of the few greats going out for seek a deer hunting or hog hunting, gator hunting. I mean, uh, from Pigman to Kip Campbell to Steve Ranello. I mean, East Coast got something to offer. They're they're hunting over here. What? You know? T-Rex, all I can think about yeah. is that you said man instead of Meng. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't have enough verb in me to for my uh, Mexican accent to start slipping out, you know? Come on. Come on, I can't do it for you. I got lots of scotch in me. I got enough in me for the the four of us, I think. <laughs> well, that's not a bad thing, man. That's not a bad thing. No, so, I, Joe, I, 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 out there in Wisconsin, I got a question for you, man. Um, yeah. What do you What are you seeing for for rut right now? Is rut full effect, or is it just starting to kick, or what are you seeing over uh, I it? think it's right on the breaking point. Like, it's right there. I think a couple of does are getting close to it. Some of the bucks are triggering on it, but there's still a couple of deer that just aren't that into it. Oh, uh, no shit. So it's basically pre-rut yeah, right I now. Think it's, yeah, I think it's right on the verge. Like, it's right about to kick off. I mean, with the temperatures dropping and, you know, everything else going on, it's almost just almost perfect timing. You're like, what's the temperature and by you? Well, we'll tell you what the temperature is by us right now. We'll tell you our forecast if you tell you ours. You show me you show me yours, and we'll show you ours. <laughs> you don't have to show me. I'll always show you mine. Um, so uh, what's going on over here in the coast is uh, we're still having kind of really warm days for what I like to see during the day. But the the night temps, we're, we're breaking into the 30s. Um, we had our first frost earlier this week. So I had to go in the garden and and kind of pick what was left as far as veggies and stuff like that. So I mean, you get fresh tomatoes. It, I, I'm sorry. Do you get fresh tomatoes? Yeah, I I got it all, man. I got it all. <laughs> man, chili, chili. Yeah, don't forget that jalapeno. <laughs> oh, you know I got the, <laughs> you know I got those, man. You know I got those. But uh, yeah, man. To answer your question, we're we're still seeing comfortable days throughout the day, and and they're nice cold temps in the morning. So the the morning hunts seem to be more active. I'll put it that way. Okay. Um, I'm seeing more deer in the mornings versus the afternoons, and then nonetheless, uh, sundown is probably right around shit just before five o'clock, which makes it tough to get in for an afternoon hunt, especially if, if you're a working man uh, or a working man. Plain and simple. So, what about you guys though? How's how's your temperatures out there? We're uh we're like mid 20s, dropping into the mid 20s tonight. 
Yeah, it's going to get real cold now. Nice and we're, we're heading into winter full speed now, right now in Wisconsin, at least. And some of the other Midwestern folks that are tuning in, like winter is, winter is here. It's going to be a long year for us. We're going to get snow at 7 a.m. We're going to get a couple, couple inches, I think. Yeah, a couple inches, so it'll be an so interesting commute. 27 degrees right now, uh, away. 725 p.m. and 11 5, 2019. Yeah, oh, that's so, so, far, that's so So you guys, I, go ahead. Yeah. Last week we got two snowstorms that were anywhere from three to five inches, uh, you know. In October, dude. In October. So I was moving all my crap out of the house and into a trailer in a snowstorm. That was a real treat. Um Nice, but we've had we've been having kind of a roller coaster too. So I finally made it out on Sunday for a little bit, and it seemed I think it was probably mid 40s, which felt a little warm to me. And then uh, it started to, to tail off and, and drop down. We're in early ice fishing season here. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe we'll get ice fishing before uh, you know January. That'd be great. That's great. That would be great. Debbie, great. Yeah, I mean. I always love ice fishing myself, and that's something I always partake. But uh, I still have deer on the mind, man. Um, I've been it it it's kind of been tough because I've been passing up some some good bucks, especially for Connecticut because uh, I'm after Fabio right now. I know East Coast Trev's been getting after it too. He's he's got a couple hit listers on there. Uh, he just can't really uh, seem to narrow down. But I'm telling you, they're they're right right now. We're on the cusp of the rut because. I think rut will be in full effect probably by the end of the week, if not early next week. Uh, we're definitely going to be breaking freezing points towards the end of the week. I know they originally forecasted snow, but now we're between the moon. We're getting good moon, and then um, on top of that, the temps are dropping, and we're not going to get snow, which is cool, um, but it's definitely going to be on. And, of course, it's going to be in full effect when I'm not going to be home. So uh, I'm just afraid I'm going to miss Fabio this year. But I'll stay hopeful and stay positive. That's the way to be, D-Rock, and I know that's how you are. You're entered into a chance to win some uh, heated hunts gear. So not that you need it, but you might need it. You just never know. I know. What do you mean I entered? I know that. By calling in, you entered in. That's it. That's how it works. It's automatic. Yep. Now you're entering. Oh, no, you're sure. a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven out of seven people. You're you're you got a one in seven chance. I don't know what the percentage is on that because we all know I can't fucking do math. But that's uh, <laughs> whoever, whoever who knows. Who knows? Maybe that. Uh... No, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh no, I was going to say uh, East Coast Trev and I, especially East Coast Trev, know heated hunts very well. They're actually good folks over there, man. So um, I'll tell you what. If I do so happen to win it. Um, we will reciprocate and turn it around and kind of re-gift it with your permission, E. Um, yeah. And then this way we'll we'll sponsor it at, or we'll call it the uh, Where to Hunt giveaway if it so happens to fall that way. We'll see what the Wheel of Death has to say. And I only say Wheel of Death because I discovered that in this podcast, uh, Wheel of Death means that some deer are going to fucking die. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> you might need that heated hunt to uh, get uh, Fabio in there, you know. You know. Joel, Joel hunted downwind <laughs> of a heated hunt at the Spencer on Sunday. Joel, how'd that go for you? Oh, my God. I could smell that thing. for. It was strong, man. I, it felt like I had my head in a doe's ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's my kind of hunt. <laughs> 
I mean, I wasn't worried about my smell at all, honestly. I was afraid I was going to get raped if something came in, honestly. <laughs> it, was, it was perfect. It was it was very good, strong smell. That's awesome. That's so that's awesome. You know, so what what do the Wisco boys, like, what are your guys' technique up there? Are you guys rocking, like, supreme scent control? Or are you just playing the wind? I mean, it seems like you guys like rocking the heated hunts. Uh, do, do you sometimes think that's, that works against you at times, or do you think that's the way to go right now, especially with right on the cusp? Well, I can I can put my two cents worth in on it. Um, one, I don't really use any cents. Um, I just I run, I play the wind. Um, as far as scent control is concerned, I try to be somewhat mindful. I mean, I don't let the dog rub all over me before I leave the house, but I don't also you know, wear my, my hunting gear into the gas station and everywhere else. So um, I guess moderate scent control when it comes to my clothing care and all that, I, you know, it doesn't uh, doesn't go in areas with, with real heavy cooking odors or anything like that. I do hang them out and let them, let them air out. Um, but I play the wind, um, you know, hanging and hunting my area. If I have an area that I think is good and I get there and, you know, find out the wind is bad and well, it's time to pick a different area. So nice. So you don't ozone at all, Greg? No, sir. So I do, but I only use it like a washing machine. I think that there's good value in, uh, so I use a scent crusher bag. I crush quote unquote, crush my scents, my clothes in there. I treat it like a washing machine. So I don't have to fucking wash all my clothes, all my fucking underlayers. Um, so that's been valuable for me because laundry, and not to be sexist, but as a guy, I'm sure there's a lot of women that hate laundry too, but like I hate doing laundry and it's time consuming. So I just throw my shit in my bag <laughs> and I scent, I scent crush it. Um, so there's that. And I laugh because I'm, like, I'm literally like have my hands in dirty drawers as I'm throwing it in the washer right now. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. Daddy up. But, but I use the I use hunt because they sponsor the podcast. So like, let's give it a go, right? Let's roll the dice on that shit. And uh, I sprayed Fuck my boots yeah. with uh, some buck scent, some like dominant buck scent. And then I use the uh, scent dispenser, the heated hunt scent dispenser with some dopest, some esterous. And uh, thinking that like, okay, if, as long as I'm trekking into the woods. Some deer, and this is very um, subjective, I think that maybe the deer will think that there's a big buck walking through the woods, and then I set up on the scent of the asterisk, I think maybe the combination of the two might do me some good. And um, heating deer piss is not a new idea. This is just new technology. My dad sent me a, a photo of a magazine from like 1992 where the uh, concept was, some guys would dig a hole in some dirt and put some coals and light them on fire, get them all cold up and hot, put a pan of deer piss of doesterous in the fucking pan and let that heat up because heated deer piss does better than just some cold scent piss. So like heating your hunt, so to speak, is not a new concept, effective concept, it's a new way to do it. And so that was my kind of ideology. Like, how can I, and by the way, this is coming from the quote unquote, okay, it's Hunter, right? So I need all the help I can get. No, no, I, uh, I, de I definitely, that makes sense. That 
that definitely makes sense, uh, especially if you're laying down some estrus, you want it to be um, quote-unquote fresh. And the only way you could do that is make sure there's some heat to it. I don't know if I'd be cooking the motherfucker because that shit probably smells rancid. But, 1980, but I, 1980s, I, that's what they were doing, bro. Yeah, that's got to change. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I'm, not, I'm not knocking the old ways, but, man, it does make sense, though, for sure. Uh, when you laying down. hot, like if I take a pee right now and drift on my leg, I'm going to be nice and warm. <laughs> Uh, you gave me too much of a visual picture right there, E. Too much. <laughs> uh, man, so, Joe, Joe, uh, what are your goals right now for rut? Like, what what techniques are you approaching with uh, just to get after it? I mean, or, or for the listeners out there, um, maybe the East Coast could take a little Wisco advice by um, a helpful hint that you're you're taking as an approach for rut time. What are you doing? Yeah, well, the way I look at it is, I mean, there's, there's like, I, I feel like there's almost like two categories of bucks, or there's a bucks that kind of fall in each category. I mean, you got like the core bucks that kind of stay around the same area all year round, and they're always around the same does and everything else. And then you have the non-core bucks, which when the rut kicks in, you know, they'll breed their area and then they move into another area or they move around or they're loners. So I've been noticing a lot with like when the rut comes through, you start seeing trail cam pictures at random times at different times with new bucks that you haven't been seeing all year round, you know? So my goal is just trying to like track where the does are. And then also, I also, my new technique this year is I've been tracking the hunters more than I have the deer. I've been seeing where they've been going where in, where they've been going out. Yeah. I've been, you know, that and the scouting. I drive down the road and I see, okay, I saw these four cars there last week. Hey, this is a new car here. This car's here every Saturday. You know, just trying to track all that. So it's like, okay, now I know where the pressure is. I know the deer are starting to move, you know, and you've got to factor in the wind. I mean, for the scent control, I usually just do like, you know, some some scent killer, you know, keep my hunting clothes separate from the dogs or the cats and stuff. Spray it down a little bit. And then if, I, if I'm in a bad situation where the wind's kind of swirling, I like to use some uh, some doe urine or something like that, but you know I try not to get too much on me. Usually, what I my preferred method would be uh, like we were talking to Eric earlier about taking the hocks or taking the scent glands off. If you take that off and tie it onto a string and drag behind you about two three feet and draw through the woods, you'd be surprised how many deer will just not even care that you walk through their bedding areas. You know what, that's solid advice about to bring it back. I, I, I'm sorry if I'm kind of uh, jibber-jabbing no, right now. You're but on the show. Do your thing. That's solid advice with uh, kind of scouting the, the vehicles and the hunters, man, because especially right now, I think, I mean, I'm a newer whitetail hunter myself, and that's what I've been learning and seeing for myself and observing is that if you scout the hunters, like you see where, especially if you're hunting publicly and you see where the pressure's building up and where you, not necessarily where you don't want to hunt, but maybe the precise place you do not want to access the woods because um, if you know exactly or uh, vicinity of where they're sitting, maybe you could kind of guess where they're pushing those deer and that's one thing, one approach that I took this year and I set for the boys as like a task is, you know, last year we, we hunted as a collective a, a lot and we scouted up new properties a lot. And then this year, 
um, the best way to approach it after doing that last year was to kind of all go our separate ways. So this way, uh, we did our homework last year on the new properties, and this year we know how to approach the new properties separately uh, because our schedules are so different. And uh, we've been very successful all the way around, and that's probably I owe it to what you just mentioned, Joel, just scouting the hunters, um, just knowing yeah. where not to go. That's that's dude. That's a good ninja tip, bro. Good ninja tip. <laughs> the, other, the other way you look at it too is like like I was saying, I do a lot of marsh hunting, a lot of wetland hunting, where it's like you can't hunt unless you got waders. And there's a couple spots where you can't, I can't get to unless I bring a boat with me or a kayak with me, you know. And those are the spots that, you know, you get to an area in the big marshland, and then off in the distance, like a mile or two back, you'll see this big old island. You know, I call them like Buck Islands and stuff. And that's why I said I scout a lot towards the end of the year because in the middle of the year or, you know, beginning of like that now season, you know, with all the rainfall that we've been getting and the melted snow, that water's up high. Them deer don't want to go walk and waste through deep, deep through a water for a mile either. But once that freaking ground freezes up, they can start heading out there, and that's where I'm going to be going. Because I know them other hunters, I mean, they don't want to hunt more than 100 yards from the road. You know, and I've been watching where they go. They go in the same spots every time because it's easy, it's convenient. They got a nice cut trail to get to where they want to, and they just cut off the trail. You know, you gotta you know you gotta go where other hunters aren't gonna go too. Yeah, for sure. I mean early season or uh month of October, that's one thing that I found personally is there's a lot of hardcore hunters out there still, man. And I wanna say like right where you think the best advice that I've learned this season specifically is like and I've learned it with with the modern assassin too, hunting down in Maryland is is just when you think you've pushed yourself to your limits, push yourself a little more because guess what? Your limits are probably the same as another hardcore hunter. And if you push even further, if you, if you have it in you, don't ever push yourself too far because, I mean, you like don't want -Rock, accidents to happen. You fucking anything. almost died in a swamp from what I heard. That's the David Goggins rule. <laughs> yeah. We all got 40% left in the fucking tank, man. That's the 40% rule. Dude, fourth quarter, man. I grew up playing football, and uh, Syracuse taught me well. Is fourth quarters when you dig in deep, and and you're right. I almost not that I almost died, but I was out for the count, dragging the deer, or the seek of deer right. out of the swamp. You gotta leave and, it all uh, out in the field, man. No pun intended. Exactly, exactly, and that's exactly what happened. Is is you know Garrett wanted to go one way, and I just pushed myself further this time around because the last time I didn't do that. I, I was out of range for this awesome, awesome stag, and I didn't want to walk walk back out of there empty-handed, especially I think we did over six miles on that hunt. So just on public land, too, and exactly what I'm referring to, what I was talking about a minute ago is push yourself further, is, is I came out successful, but at the same time when we were walking back where we thought we were pushing ourselves enough, we ran into more hunters back where we did we necessarily start to push ourselves even further, if that makes any sense. It makes sense. But yeah, I man, think a hunt it, looks it, pretty it, awesome. Dude, yeah, I, it's I like uh, your there, yeah, man. Uh, best advice, and Garrett can uh, attest to this. If you ever do seek a bear hunting, 
Um, I reached out to Giannis Patelis and uh, from the Meat Eater crew, and and we we communicate enough, not as much as I would like to, but they're on a whole different level. But uh, it yep. did take yep. them a bit to come out successful out of that seek a day or hunting. He wanted to go. He wasn't able to make it happen. So uh, Callahan went went with Brunella. And uh, I'm just humbled to know Garrett and his crew um, because we made it happen in a week. And, uh, you know, not in comparison at all because they're a whole different level, man. And they're awesome hunters, and I look up to them. But it's not easy. I'll, I'll leave it at that. It's not easy at all whatsoever. Not at all. You know, you're absolutely right. I mean, Joel, Joel and I go way back to 2004 or five when we met and, um, we pride ourselves on having adventures, man. I, I don't dear side. We just want to have an adventure. And so that's, that's the goal of every hunt that him and I go on is how fucking stupid can we get out in the woods? <laughs> how right. stuck can we get? How lost can we get? I don't know if I'd go that route how dumb we could be. <laughs> I mean, that's what happens, Joel. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not going to say I don't do dumb things by any means, but, you know, we, we do things It's like, well, how often are we going to get this chance? Yeah, let's, you know, let's just go over this next ridge and let's see that. Oh, let's go up that cliff, you know. And, let's go into that. Spot. Yeah, man. You got you to gotta, you gotta push it. So, Greg, yeah. I, I'm curious to ask you, man, is how's, how – because I know you've been passing up some deer. What exactly are you looking for this year, man? Well, you see what's sitting over Eric's shoulder here, right? My right shoulder. Yeah. That's an I don't know what it scores, and I don't really care. But <laughs> it's it's a good deer, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, it's a lot a good of buck. people said they, yeah, it's a good buck. Um, I'd be happy with something that size or bigger. Um, I've been passing so, a lot of year and a half and probably two and a half year olds that really they're not to the edge of the years yet. I had one that was to the edge of the years. I could have shot him twice and just wasn't what I wanted to shoot. And I know there's bigger deer out there. So I've got bigger deer that I've taken inventory of on camera. Um, I'm holding out. And even if it means I got to hunt into December when those uh, young, young fawns start to come into estrus and, and hunt that late rut, I'll, I'll go give that a shot, even if it's if it's cold. I've done it in the years past. Hunted, hunted, uh, you know, when there's a foot of snow on the ground and you can barely pull your bow back because you got to worry about your fingers getting frostbite when you're pulling it back. So it, I don't have a problem with putting in the work. I'll, uh, Hell I'll yeah, wait man! In the, I, I don't I don't need to film, you know, film my buck tag every year. It it's I've got doe meat in the freezer still. Gun season's coming up. I'm going to have an opportunity to fill another gun, uh, another another doe tag, or maybe maybe I'll shoot a buck if it really gets me cranked. But I've got meat in the freezer. I'm really not not to the point where I need to need to go kill something just to kill it, you know. No, I hear you, man. Yeah, I hear you. that's awesome. Maybe that's just the youngness in me, or maybe the location. I, where I live, like Connecticut, there's so many deer, man. And yeah. we're, we actually do a, a service to, to the state, believe it or not. It's, it's kind of morbid as that sounds, but it, it right. is um, a service even to the population, man, because we're one of the few states 
that doesn't have CWD, and I don't want to say the cursed word yet, you know what I mean? Because yeah. I, I really, you don't oh, have it, you don't I want think, it. yeah, and I think, I think, you know, I think part of the reason we don't have bigger bucks like out Midwest in comparison is because maybe antler restriction would be the remedy for that. But if we put antler restriction in Connecticut, I'm telling you, we're getting every disease imaginable out of a deer, guaranteed. There's just that many deer. And uh, so to hear you say that is like, I get it, man, because even hunting Ohio uh, was uh, an experience because I'm passing up these huge monsters. I mean, to me, you know, like I said, I'm, right. it's only my third season hunting whitetail. To me, they're huge. You know, I'm passing up these monsters, and it, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it was a cool way to, like, learn that. You know, hunting with these big buck killers, and uh, you know they they gave me full range. You know, sh- they said shoot what you want, and uh, you know first hunting with with the modern assassin, then switching to uh, Keith Chirac. I call him Keith the Drug because he's a hype man and he just gets you hooked. And uh, from Tattooed in the Wild, shout out to them. He uh, he's definitely <laughs> yeah yeah exactly. He's just. He's a big buck slayer, and just hunting next to him, it's it's like the very first sit, I saw this monster eight, and he's like, you're going to shoot it? And he's a hype man, you know, he gets you excited, get your blood boiling, and he's like, you going to shoot it? You going to shoot it? Like that, whisper it, yeah, whispering too. And uh, right away, I kind of just shut, shut him down, like, no, like, first sit, no. I don't want to fucking first sit, sit out there, kill something. Then what am I going to do? Get fucked up for the rest of the week? You know, I don't want to do that. It's yeah. all about yes. the hunt. Yeah, you should have done that, D-Rock. Lesson learned. You should have fucking done that. <laughs> do, done what? Shoot it and then get fucked up the rest of the week? Yeah. What? What? No, hell yeah. no, man. <laughs> hell no, man. I, I need to learn, son. I, I want to be in the woods and learn. I, I really want to... I'm striving to be a big buck killer, and I got a long way to go. So if that's the case, man, I got to save the party in for after the kill. You know what I'm saying? No, no, that's, that's funny you say that because I hunted with Connor Wakefield uh, last last weekend in the Driftless area to so go figure Driftless with the Driftler. And um, yeah. I told him, I he's like, what do you want to kill? I said, dude, I'll, I'll take what I can get. Like, I'm the okay hunter, right? And But – you got to climb that ladder. That's how I feel. And so I'm willing to take that nice eight before I get that 10, 12, et cetera. Um, sure. If I could leapfrog, I would take that 12 and beyond, but I know where I'm at. I, I, I acknowledge where I'm at and I'd be very, very happy with a nice eight. Um, that's me. And that's my own personal goal. So that, that's how I feel about it. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And I encourage everyone to do that. And, and hey, take uh, I, not me, for example, but, I mean, I have no shame in my game. I took down a spike in Connecticut, but it was a big yep. motherfucking spike. And and even, you know, even Garrett asked me, he's like, well, why why'd you take it, man? Why why'd you fill one of your buck tags uh, for Connecticut with that spike? I'm like, you know what? I'm like, Just initially, because. well, the the thing is, is initially Trav and I, East Coast Trav and I went in the woods to get content. That was our mission, to just get footage. Like, we weren't necessarily going to kill, but we always bring our bows just in case we get that monster walking by. 
But for some reason, man, that spike got me going. Like my blood started going. I don't. I didn't shake or anything. Um, honestly, I got buck fever one time on a doe last year. Go figure. And uh, and for some reason, that spike really got me going. So I took him, man. You know, it's just one of those things. Good He's buddy. like, I respect. No, don't defend yeah, it. Yeah, and he's like, I'm, I respect. Yeah, he, well, that's exactly what I'm getting at is the modern assassin's like, you know what? I respect that, man. He's like, you should take it if it gets you going like that. And there's nothing wrong with that, man. So it, it's I, the only reason I passed that, that first hit, Big Buck, and, and to bounce off of what you were saying, E, is, uh, I don't know, it's like something told me no, so I didn't. And trust me, it was exciting to see, but something told me no. So I just followed my instinct. Yep. Follow your instinct, and, and that, that's what makes it better anyway, I think, is if you you suddenly feel the urge, you know, maybe there's something there telling you, yep, this is the one, then you do it. It's just how it is. Hey, Joel, you still there? Right. Oh, yeah, I'm listening. I'm, I'm just enjoying the enjoying it. So no, I, I 100% agree with D-Rock. I mean, you just... It's not about what you kill this size. I think it was Ted Nugent. I just saw a video of him not too long ago that shaming other hunters just for the size of their box. They're like saying, oh, yeah, it's not a big buck. He should have taken that. I mean, that's just, I think that's the thing. What we try, we really need to try and, you know, deter people from doing. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's a, you know, a giant, giant freaking 30-point buck or if it's a little spiker. If you get your adrenaline going and you enjoyed that hunt and you had fun with it, who is anyone to say whether or not you should or shouldn't have? I mean, it's all about the experience and having the fun. I mean, I'm completely agreeing with you. I will, Hell yeah, uh, man. Food. I will say Go real ahead, quick, you. if anybody shoots a buck, a doe, an, I don't care, a, a heterosexual deer, um, <laughs> can't tell the difference. If it's a two-pointer, a four-pointer, a fucking 14-pointer, whatever it is, a no-pointer, if you get one of those deer and someone bashes you, send them my way. I'll fucking tear them up. You send them my way. Damn. Them Damn. You get rowdy. I like it, man. I like it. Just saying. You got, you got, you got a little East Coast blood in you, bro. He's got a little Glenn Levitt in his blood. Well. <laughs> but I'm serious, guys. Like, I, stick, stick, I will agree with you. If you need to tag out, and I, you know, and if you get winded, let me know. That's what I'll do. You know, I won't even be that mean. I'll just be really nice well, to him. Like our, our previous caller, Philip, even said, you know, it doesn't matter. Somebody else is not paying for your tag. You're paying for your tag. That's right. You shoot what you want. You shoot what you want to shoot, you know. Yeah. Somebody can rip on me for my agenda. Fine. Go ahead. Do who whatever said, you got. Who said that, Greg? We had a caller come in. Or call in caller number three, Philip, out of Ohio, Phillip, southwest of Ohio. Ohio. Yep, southwest Ohio. Philip is a listener of uh, um, working class. Working class. And uh, he called in and just kind of had his little soapbox speech, and we totally appreciated it. But he's a he's a good conservationist and a good sportsman. That's awesome, yeah. man. I like that. I like that. I'm going to use that from now on. Yeah. yeah. To run on that note, man. My freaking uh, my buddy of mine. He's got a younger girl, or whatever. And she begged me about 13 or so. Well, she went out and uh, she was bow hunting, you know, and she got her first buck this year. And, you know, she's had sixes and eight pointers and stuff in front of her. She's had big does and little does and stuff. And beginning of the season, she picked out a deer and said, hey, I want that one. 
And it was just a little four-pointer, you know, nothing crazy, nothing out of the ordinary, just just a little four-pointer. And she, I remember Maybe her saying looked that at back in like, the street stand, and she just marked him for death. Yeah, well, she saw it on the trail cam. She's like, I want that one, Dad. So they, sure enough, they went out there, and they were hunting it. You know, he's got trail cam pictures from August of that deer. And she got it just this last week or two, or it was, uh, two weeks ago. She just got it. I mean, she set up the bow. She got everything all set, and... You know, she drew back on it. She waited for a clean shot. She shot it. She tracked it. She found it. I mean, she did everything. And like I said, it was just a four-pointer. But to her, I mean, they're getting that thing mounted because it's it's her first deer all cool. by herself. Good. I mean, this is something that's just, it just throws me, you know, I know really well and stuff. And I'm, I'm super grateful that she got that deer because it's just, you know, I, I honestly wish I could have been in that, you know, in there with her watching her do that, not even hunting, just to watch her shoot that, you know, and that's what the experience is about, you know, getting the young kids out there and getting them to, you know, appreciate it. Like she saw one deer and she tracked that one deer. She passed up other deer for that one deer. I mean, it's no different than if it would have been a 12 pointer passing up all the tents, you know, he let all Dude, the other talk about a success that story. one four pointer. Yeah. Yeah. That's a success story. That, that girl, Decided that was the one she wanted, and went and held out for it, and waited for it, and and you yeah. know, hunted it down, just like other guys will do yeah. with a 180 class deer. We're gonna wait until that one shows up. Yeah, I, I oh yeah, that's a really awesome. cool story. Just for the fact that you know she didn't she didn't want a big deer. She didn't want something crazy. She wanted something, you know, just just her size, I guess you'd say. You know, something more her. <laughs> that's great. Her volume, that's awesome. you know. Yeah. Yep. You know, she got it and did everything herself. I mean, it's just, it's amazing. Like, you know, I give my buddy props. You know, Eric knows this guy. My buddy Jason, and I give the guy props. I mean, she's she's an you know all out girl for freaking hunting. She's just the perfect girl for hunting. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. She she's well, gonna make. Uh, it... Oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, Drock, finish your thought. It's more important than mine. No, no, no. I was just going to say, she's going to make another hunter very happy when she gets older so she can experience uh, or share her knowledge and experience when she gets uh, more more kills under her belt. So that's cool to hear, man. Oh, yeah. She's going to show up some guy. He's going to come in here thinking he's some hot dog hunter, and she's going to come in and just freaking slay him and just make him yeah. just belittled. You, know? you teach her how to go to <laughs> in a good way. She's got a maid. In yeah. Joel. Hell, yeah. Joel, oh, yeah, if you man. picture someone like in a movie doing some butterfly knife shit, that's Joel gunning a deer. It's like, bing, bang, boom, it's done. <laughs> Boy, uh, I know it's going to sound sadistic, but that, to me, that's kind of my favorite part right there. That means I've gotten the kill. <laughs> it's mine. It's it's not getting away anymore. It's it's done. It's, yeah, you know, or it's mine. If you're like, it's it's going it. to the freezer. <laughs> yep. yeah. Good shit. Hey, fellas. Thanks for calling in tonight. I appreciate it a whole bunch. It was great talking to you guys. Uh, yeah, you guys as well. So I appreciate you guys letting me hang out as long as you did. Yeah. Hey, man, I appreciate you guys supporting the podcast, and that's why I support you guys. And and uh, definitely cool to kind of touch base with Wisco boys. And uh, you guys aren't all about the cheese curds, so that's really cool <laughs> to find out. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, yeah, killing the deer right, with a heart attack. Yeah, buddy. Hey, good luck this season, guys. It's it's just getting started, so have fun. Yep. Be safe. We'll talk to you soon. Uh, Hell yeah, boys. Peace. Have a good night.
tip of the week. If you made it this far, you are an avid listener, a top fan, a number one, and you've probably given us a rating and a review. Thank you. And if you've never made it this far and you're a first-time listener, you'll come to learn that the tip of the week is really me pontificating about whatever I want because it's, you know, it's our show. So tip of the week this week, what I said about sending your haters my way, I meant it. If you, let me back up. So I did mean that, first of all. Second of all, my tip of the week comes from our caller, Philip out of Ohio, in the sense that, first of all, it's his call and the fact that I listened to the Hunting Collective podcast. Uh, latest episode was Steve Ranella, and they were talking about grips and grins and um, stating that Philip said, look, if I buy a tag, it's my tag and do what I want with it. I didn't buy your tag and you didn't buy my tag. I really, really appreciate what he had to say specifically that way. Um, additionally, I'd really like for folks this bow and gun hunting season to not diminish what they get. If it's a doe for meat, if it's a small buck, or if it's a big buck, it doesn't matter where you fall on the spectrum of the type of deer that you get. Do not, my tip of the week is, do not try to justify why you shot that deer. Do not state that you got it because you needed to fill your freezer. Maybe that's the case. That's fine. Do not state that you got it because it was got because it got your heart pumping. Do not justify why you took what you took. Just simply state, I'm proud of this deer. Period. That is it. And if you get haters, send them my way. I will eat them for for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> I will tear them to shreds with kindness. Because I don't, we don't need more hate in this industry. We need more kindness. And if someone feels so compelled to be a keyboard warrior and call you out on shooting whatever buck, doe, or he, she, deer that you shot, if they feel so compelled to say something about it, I would love to talk to them about why they felt that way. And I will kill them with kindness. And I will shred them to pieces. So um, that's my tip of the week. <laughs> Uh, I appreciate the ratings and reviews. I'm pretty fired up about this. I've had about enough. I'm the OKS Hunter. This is the Wear Hunt Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for your ratings, reviews, your loyalty, your support, your camaraderie, your listenership, your sharing, everything. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Have a great week. And hunt public.